Missives from the World of Brass, Chapter 3, Holt and Renica Tom, London, October 1886. There is a public house in the dark recesses of Steamtown, known as the Gasping Goat. Sitting at a table of this tavern are two of the sort of gentlemen you might expect to see in such surroundings. Frayed collars, dented top hats, holding their last shreds of respectability, knowing full well their business is in no way respectable. The smaller of the two men, Holt, completes his perusal of a letter as his companion, the dour vinegar Tom, broods into the last of his beer. <sighs> Perhaps it is time for me to reconsider my vocation, friend Tom. How you figure that? This letter from our employer. The Angel of Blood. What's that you want, dear? Another pint of bitter for my friend and a shandygaff for me. If you please. Oh, a shandygaff. Fancy drink for a fancy dresser. <laughs> Guilty. <laughs> a letter from she who shall not be named in a public house. What she want? Two items near and dear to our hearts. Our money and loose women? Closer. Really? Our wardrobe and our weapons. My knife? My waistcoat. What's wrong with my knife? She calls my waistcoat flashy. I'm fond of my knife. Gregory, I calls him. Name of the first cove whose throat I slit. Ah, well, it seems your Gregory is to be retired for a different blade. What? And my waistcoat is to be burnt and its ashes buried in a compost bin. Do you think my waistcoat is flashy? A bit. What sort of criminal boss has a dress code? What sort of knife she saying I should take up instead of Gregory? Hmm, let me see. A Navaja. A what? A Navaja. Apparently, a feathered weapon of the Spanish Brigantes. Ah, uh, Navaja. No, there, there's a J. See? Ah, uh, I've seen those Navajas. Got a locking blade, makes a wonderful ratcheting sound when you open it. Where, well, where am I supposed to get one? Apparently, she has one for you. Oh, lovely. All right. That's all? You're giving up your bosom companion because of our new employer's mania for exotic weapons? My bosom companion? Gregory. It's a knife, Holt. And she's right. Your waistcoat is flashy. Meanwhile, I'm to be outfitted with a stiletto. Whoa, like a little stabby thing. Yes, and in the tip of my boot. So I can stab things when I kick, I suppose. I don't particularly like kicking. It's undignified. And it's tame compared to some of the weapons our enforcer colleagues are sporting. There's that gaucho fellow from Argentina with the knife and the scarf. He's a mean little rat. I like him. And the two Arabian brothers with the scimitars? Oh, I don't like them. Like their swords, though. What sort of criminal boss chooses your weapons and how you dress? You and me have signed on to worse. Have we? Before the A of B, there was Peck and the Crown, and before that, the Mudlark, and before that, 
The graveyard key? No. Before that was Razor George. George! <laughs> That's right. God rest his soul. God rest his soul. He never did pay us. Oh, rotten little rat. At least the angel pays us, and on time. Yes, but what is she up to? That's what I can't get my head around. Alt. There's the new recruits we brought, huh? The ladies. The watch and chain gang, yes. Do you think she's pleased by them? Oh, she engaged them for service. Yes, but as what? You and I, Tom, are enforcers. Yet those three are pickpockets, dolly mops, not fighters. They did those Apaches proper. And fair enough. But they're not muscle. So what's she going to use them for? Holt, have you ever worked for a woman before? I have not. Well, I have. Leave it be. Rest assured, it does no good to try and outfigure them. But does she have a heist plan? If so, perhaps I could toss my hat into the ring. <laughs> oh, I love a good heist. Halt! And what's this about her advertising an assassination agency? Because with all respects to your talent, my friend, I prefer the less messy sorts of persuasion. More talking, less stabbing. Halt! Leave it be. She pays us and regular. Never try and outfigure a woman. Every shilling you take from a woman, you'll lose in pounds. Hmm. I should have followed up Silas and become a whelk seller. A whelk seller? Hmm, it's good money in whelks, you know. A commercial seller of whelks. A snail merchant. A man risen to a comfortable position by supplying whelks to fine eating and drinking establishments. Uh, not like this one. Definitely not. Here you are, my pets. Thank you, fair maiden. Ta. <laughs> fair maiden, you. Anything else, lads? Uh, no. Right then. Hmm. Who spit the fluff, that one? <laughs> Should have given her a grab. I wouldn't do that. No? no. She's a knife in her boot. Oh. I like her. The object of both men's admiring gaze heads towards the bar. But turning a corner, she quickly sheds her apron, unpins her hair, and walks directly out the back door into an alley where she swiftly vanishes into the night. As we also depart from the gasping goat, it's with many unanswered questions. Who is this angel of blood? What is her plan? And why is that gentleman called Vinegar Tom? We may never know the answer to that one, but we'll find out more when we again peruse some missives from the world of brass. Missives features Tom Stewart as Holt and Tom Fraser as Vinegar Tom, with Catherine Grant Sutty as the barmaid. It was written by John Lombard, with musical composition by Bruce Monroe and engineered by Catherine Grant Sutty. To listen to more of the adventures of Brass, go to battlegroundproductions.org, find us on iTunes or Dramafy or wherever you listen to your podcasts, and please do consider posting a review. It is such a pleasure to hear from our listeners.